0: Hello and welcome to Two Guys Die Alone, the Valentine's Day edition of the 250 podcast. I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. And for those listeners who are new to the experience, the Two Guys Die Alone is rooted in the idea that when Andrew and I were coming up with the idea for doing a podcast, we bounced a number of ideas off one another, and mostly Andrew bouncing ideas off me, but Andrew came up with the idea of doing something where we talk a little bit about life, love, and dating in the 21st century, and it was a good idea, it's a great idea. The only snag that we hit upon, which is my stoic, cold exterior that masks the deep loneliness and pain buried underneath.
1: Yeah, there is a lot that Darren has to say, but we'll never say.
0: Yeah, because that's just the way it rolls.
1: And, um, and perhaps as a podcast,
0: it <laughs> might. I, may, I it mean, I mean, it may present some formal difficulties yeah, in terms of like the logistics.
1: Could, I mean, that that could be the kind of purpose of the podcast. So, I, like, I can, I can, like, the um. Analyze Fish was about one fish fan (laughs) trying to convince a non fish fan that Fish were a good band. That's P H I S H, and and kind of succeeded by the end. So maybe if we keep doing these for the next kind of um...
0: ten years that we'll be doing this podcast, Well, we'll be doing it for six and a half. Hopefully,
1: hopefully. Yeah, and then every now and then we'll have one <laughs>
0: when a new entry comes in. But yeah, just which ahead... is not
1: very often, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Certainly hasn't been happening every week this January. Yeah,
1: but 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 you'll you'll have to say goodbye at that point to uh, Two guys Die alone. Yeah, With, uh, they, which... unless a Valentine's episode Un- comes our, like on Valentine's Day, or unless the original pitch comes true yeah. and we have a weekly podcast. Where 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 we talk honestly about our uh, feelings, yeah,
0: and and Andrew talk, but it would mostly be Andrew talking and me going, yep, yep, yeah, yep.
1: So it's on this day, and it was like, uh huh, yeah, go on, tell me more. Yeah, um, but what about it, you, Darren?
0: Well, I'm I'm more interested to hear what you have to say about this, Andrew. Um, but yeah, so by the way, expect lots of tangents, which is appropriate given that we'll be talking about like before sunrise, which I think is a, is a movie that probably lends itself to this sort of approach where it'll be very tangential and very abstract, but. Before we jump into that, how are you Andrew?
1: How am I how are you i'm 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 good thank you i i I just sometimes think that like we're just being um controlled by media by 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 the media and I just want people to be to be true and like i feel I feel like I have all these things to I just want to sometimes I have these thoughts. He's kind of, I don't know, like got a pseudo intellectual, but right I, on trains I just and feel like windows. love is a complex issue. <laughs> um, I I think I think maybe, Andrew is checking his notes here. Maybe are <laughs> like, have you ever thought about how there used to be a lot a, a lot less people in the world? <laughs> say there were like say like a, a, maybe sixty thousand human beings, and, and now and, we're and, at nearly uh, seven billion. Yeah.
0: And if, like, you believe in reincarnation, where do all those souls come from? Yeah, this is a, as I said, this is a movie that lends itself to that Talk sort, about, of like, sort of. Like how
1: obsessed everyone is with their careers.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah.
1: every 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 wish that I had as a child, wanting to 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 be something kind of. Um, uh, fantastical or whimsical was always just kind of molded into something kind of practical and career oriented by my parents who 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 loved me and i had a fun fantastic, fan, a fantastic childhood. childhood and was very well taken care of but that kind of presents its own problems i mean they were kids of the of of of, of the 50s and they grew up in the 60s and had all of this uh, uh, kind of uh, idealism and, uh, you know, where kind of challenging I mean, thing, Vatican II was on. Every, everybody's Ireland parents dress was changing in
0: different ways, Andrew. Some people love their kids too little, some too much. Wealthy kids spoil their, sorry, wealthy parents spoil their kids. Poor parents don't. They deprive them. I mean, everybody's got their own set of issues from that. Everybody's screwed up. Nobody yeah. isn't screwed up by their relationship with their parents, Andrew. Which is weird. This is, again, this is that weird thing where it's every single movie. We talked about this a little bit when we did Inception. Where it's like, everybody in the world, if you go by... And again, it's not just movies. It's pop culture in general. Everybody dating back to the Greeks seems to have been screwed up horribly by their parents. The point where I sit there and I go... Like, I understand the idea... Like abstractly, because I've absorbed so much art with it buried in it. Yeah, but is it that common an experience? It
1: is, but like the the reason the reason I think you don't maybe connect with it is because you are so closed off to yourself. Uh, thanks, Andrew. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, like, like you're um, conflict avoidant. and <laughs> the um, ultimate conflict avoidant. It's yeah, like, yeah. If,
0: if there was a Greek tragedy about Darren, it would be him sitting down refusing to like, an internal um, monologue. Uh, the chorus I've, would be, Darren is conflicted, and Darren would be, no, I'm I'm good, I'm it's good. like
1: avoid thyself above all things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as Aristotle to the, said. <laughs> to thine
0: own feelings be untrue. Uh, yeah. That sort of thing. To thine own self be untrue. But yeah, it's uh but yeah, I, I find that absolutely fascinating, the level of how much of pop culture we talk about seventies films, but I mean again, you go back to Shakespeare, you go back to Greek plays and stuff like that. kids,
1: people <laughs> thinking the moon is bullshit.
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> Yeah, okay, I, I have my own Jesse-style moments in Before Sunrise, <laughs> to be absolutely clear. Definitely. I,
1: things that you may have thought on about on the train. Yeah. How long were you <laughs> Some- on this train, Darren? <laughs>
0: Somehow they always managed to make it into the podcast. Is Star Wars really about sex? A thorough analysis by Darren <laughs> Mooney. Um, Things that Darren thinks, again, well, this is, and to tie it back into another point Jesse makes, I mean, have you thought about how much time people spend at work? That means people spend more time commuting. That means people are spending more time staring at the windows of trains, coming up with more crazy ideas like that. So is it any wonder that I'm coming up with more of these ideas, Andrew? Or is it just a result of this screwed up system in which
1: we're operating? Yeah, it's all like all of these things are presumably kind of like uh, saving you time. But what are you using that time to do? More work? Yeah. Watch more television, record more podcasts, more uh, uh, movies. Are we really connecting with each other? Are we connecting with the listener? Who is this for? Why do people listen to podcasts? Do they like this? Is this terrible?
0: Yeah, this is a question, and I, I don't think there are any easy answers, Andrew.
1: What is love, Darren?
0: Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. What uh, is and I what feel like that's love. A, baby, don't hurt me. And I feel like that's that's a very revealing answer of itself. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do think that
1: like Darren is finally <laughs> kind of we're finally peeling both. back the layers. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, like, that's the thing about Hathaway actually, and I find this fascinating, is that Hathaway always treated What is Love, Baby Don't Hurt Me, as a profound philosophical statement on the human condition. And he was always really confused and perhaps even hurt and upset that so much of the usage of Baby Don't Hurt Me was, like, ironic or funny or mocking its pseudo-profundity because as far as he was aware, as a songwriter, this was one of the great works of art that explored the human condition. And so to see it used in Night of the Roxbury as a punchline just didn't register with them at all.
1: Oh, it 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 meant nothing to them.
0: <laughs> oh, Vienna.
1: Oh, Vienna. <laughs> bring it, bring it, bring it, bringing it back to, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, before sunrise. Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, no. It's a. I mean, yeah. There's a lot to talk about. This is the thing because I, I talked about this a little while a little while ago, and we did. Uh, green Room, a uh, Green Book, last There's
1: a lot of those 80s songs that are difficult to take seriously. <laughs> but which were
0: intended entirely po-facedly. Yeah.
1: Um, I find it kind of funny. Do you find, find it kind of, kind of, sad? of sad? The
0: dreams, dreams in which I'm, I'm dying, dying are the best, best I've, I've ever, ever. had. But you take the synthesizer and add a really sad guitar to it, it just flows perfectly.
1: Uh, Yeah, but, like, people, I suppose that's not just an 80s, 90s thing. People read uh, Paul Simon's um, um, uh, I I Am a Rock, I Am an Island. And it's like, do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do-do, do 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 do, do. I have no (laughs) friends. No. (laughs) 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 What is it? I have my books and my poetry to protect me. I am shielded in my armor deep within my room hiding in my womb Aww. And, Andrew, and and and, and uh, it really does like uh, but it, but it's this kind of um it's this sort of um the beat is kind of up or something yeah, yeah. um well, I mean, but I, uh, but uh, but but the very sad song you know
0: well, i mean i was listening to um
1: i don't know you know
0: <laughs> deep and profound you know <laughs> but, uh, uh, I think like as I I went to a David Bo- the Bowie fest was on in Dublin in January and I was going I went to a, a concert with his tribute band backup band basically where they're performing all of his hits and I was sitting there listening to Young Americans yes which is this wonderful upbeat preppy poppy song with a synth bass like a funky funky bass line going on there and then you listen to the lyrics and it's like do you carry a razor just in case just in case of depression
1: wow yeah.
0: Or uh, you know,
1: they I, I always think of that song, uh, Young Americans. If um, if I'm with a vegetarian, as often happens, I don't know if I sing it out loud, but I do in my head. I, I go like, vegetarian, vegetarian. <laughs> she was a vegetarian, all oh, right. It's just going in my head. Um, I like not this all the time.
0: So, sir, would you like to order? <laughs> <Just> vegetarian. <ahead. laughs> yeah.
1: She's a vegetarian. She is a vegetarian. She'll have the salad.
0: Oh, right. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Uh,
0: but this is because I mentioned it last. Vegetarians
1: week. don't just eat salads. They've got nut loaf.
0: You don't win friends with salad. I'm and
1: Stuffed peppers.
0: Uh, this is turning into quite the word salad it's very much along the lines of the poem from a certain I one want,
1: yeah people are wondering in what order did they record these <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these thoughts <laughs>
0: But, <laughs> and we just jumbled them up, but I mean, it is worth like just to, to bring it back oh, to talking pro about
1: forma. What do we normally do <laughs> yeah. in these um, in uh,
0: this weird phase of the? Podcast.
1: Yeah, in the in the um, in two guys die alone. What did we do the last two years? We did um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, yep. where I challenged you to find a date, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and I you was challenged like, challenge
0: yourself as well. You were like, yeah, and I was like, I've like, already found leave.
1: a date. Yeah. Darren, you see, it can be done, and and then that is. <laughs> I think
0: the night before we recorded as well, which was quite a,
1: possibly. Yeah, I so, don't want to so.
0: say that I took joy from your your pain, <laughs> but it felt a little bit good that the pressure was off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, Andrew, that's the pressure is
1: not off, Darren. The pressure's still on. <laughs> still waiting. Yeah, the, maybe next year.
0: We'll get there eventually. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a big commitment to say, hey, would you like to watch this? You know romantic movie with me do you know
1: women hate spontaneity and interesting ideas they have never heard before
0: (laughs) i know right yeah people want structure andrew yeah structure structure structure.
1: um let me (laughs) (laughs) um uh standard standard how was your day um would have you been here before
0: yeah, keep I, it strictly, strictly sort of. Let's, let's actually, before we do this, right? Because let's let's talk about this. Gee, a little.
1: asking, "How was your day?" is a nice thing to ask.
0: It is, and, it, and and I mean, you can press and you can develop the question in a way that isn't press. pro format. What are you, you pressing? Pre- it's like well, because you know, generally, I, I was talking to this about with uh, somebody I can't remember who it was. Oh, are
1: oh, you, I was talking. Are I, you pressing? I'm sorry.
0: I was talking to. um I was on a date. Yes, I was. These things happen. Wow! I, I know. What are the odds? But as listeners,
1: he's opening up. I know. Um, do you cannot edit this out? Um,
0: I was I was on a on a date with a with a woman, um, and uh, you know, although whichever way is fine, but I was on a date with this person, <laughs> and she was basically saying that. Um, nice not, save, that. I, I know, um, but
1: I, I was on a date with a woman. But if you're gay,
0: whatever works. That's for you. fine. I was on a date with another person, anyway. But um, not to make assumptions about my own sexuality. Uh, but I was on a date with this this woman, and she was talking about how she was doing training at work, and um, how basically they were sort of teaching you to engage emotionally with other people, and how that's fascinating this because
1: woman sounds perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on.
0: Um, it was a nice date, but it was. Um, it was perfectly functional no it was um (laughs) she was was lovely and she is lovely um but anyway we were having a conversation she was saying that like what she found what they did during training is they discovered that if you ask somebody how they are and they say they're fine and you follow up with how are you really it apparently catches people off guard right Because you're so conditioned to respond to like how was your day oh it was grand how are you oh i'm fine i'm getting by but if you actually press the point you You know
1: i make this mistake I feel like I've said it in the podcast before where somebody says, hey, how are you? And it's like, I don't know. I'm just feeling kind of overwhelmed and like I'm wondering kind of whether my priorities are right for me. And they like, I don't know you. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <was> <laughs> this is guy not guy appropriate saying, yeah. <laughs> for like our level of acquaintance. <laughs> yeah. um, I was just kind of being just polite. just the shells
0: in the coffee shop. You, Yeah, you could I visit. don't
1: wait for them to say, <laughs> how are you really? Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, apparently that's it. So you know, that's that's what I mean when you say you press it. Because I mean, you can do stuff. So like, it's not you're on the Lewis and you're uh, uh,
1: uh, pressing.
0: No. Wait, what? What? No. Is, oh. Good. Wait. What? I. I. I Whoa. I, I thought for a moment. Whoa. Okay. You were doing uh,
1: uh, like fessing up to some weird public frothing.
0: Like what? In this situation, is it like? Is it a fetish? Is it go? I go. How is no, your, it's just how being, it's just is, being a weird day? creep. Yeah, but, but the way I said, like, you ask, how is your day, and then you press it.
1: Whenever like, people talk about... <laughs> but,
0: like, were you imagining that that was a weird part of, like, this pathology, psychopathology I had, right? Yeah, I was, where like, you, where you go, walk up
1: to so strangers and how say, was your day? how was your day, and they and ignore you, and then you press them.
0: Yeah, yeah thank you andrew it's ridiculous. that's not that's
1: not what it was though no
0: not at all but it was it's that, good to know it was that you
1: ask how are you really yeah and you learned this on a date yeah you should have learned that before the date though
0: i would have been ace i would have been like
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's like she like before she tells you this anecdote you're like hey how are you and nope. she's like i'm fine how are you really oh my god you're so intuitive <laughs> yeah i feel like you really care And you just know this naturally, and haven't had to to learn it like a robot, (laughs) like (laughs) some form of machine learning.
0: Don't
1: don't sweat machine learning. It's very <laughs> yeah. Amazon uh, uh, created. I was just listening to a thing about how they created. Uh, you know, it's crazy. You know, they create this uh, <laughs> this Is that program. Your Celine, isn't <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. I I am crazy about Celine. By the way, they, oh uh, we're gonna hear Yeah, yeah they, but um they created this program to vet applicants, and they base it kind of like on what CVs they had from um, successful successful interviewees and some of their kind of best employees and stuff, but they were predominantly male. So it was kind of um, betting out all of the kind of um, uh, 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 stuff that indicated there were women.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a big problem. But they did
1: get rid of it. They tried to tweak it first, yeah. and then they were like, "No, we're just going to get rid of this thing. It doesn't but work."
0: That that's a big problem is that because it's machine learning based on past results, and past results are based on personal biases. Those biases just end up being ingrained or whatever. Like, this is not like Darren's cool, love. Life. <laughs> like Darren's love life, this is not or a- anyone's
1: love life for that matter. <laughs> the, but uh, like, um, the, I I feel like I have I have a big kind of uh, uh, checkered history of romantic failures. And and um, uh, I'm always encouraging Darren to have more romantic failures.
0: I'm I'm more cautious. I'm like, what's the point in romantic failure? Can't you just have romantic success?
1: You see, that's the thing because the, the, what, what we were saying about machine learning is like you're you're de, 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 you're defined by 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 your previous um, yeah by 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 previous your previous failures. But the more uh, the more uh, times you can iterate that, the more you can learn from them. So that you're perhaps not making the same mistakes as you did in the first one. You're making new and different mistakes. Um and even like more more difficult to identify. <laughs> um so to the yeah. point where
0: it's working but you don't know why, which is how machine learning works. It's yeah, like this yeah. thing works, and and then, I don't know why it works, but it does. And the,
1: the, then, then the problem becomes being being um per per perhaps too kind of inured to the to to, to the process. <laughs> that 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 you've that you've become um kind of um but some of some of the problems you had previously were were some of the things that made um, the uh, process Experience so, so uh, interesting and, and and fun and new yeah. um, because you didn't understand it. And, and beca- uh, yeah, But, um, but this, <laughs> what am I trying to say? We don't. The,
0: yeah. But this is this is the thing. We just like those guys. Yeah. But I mean, um, just in, ter- in terms of this, actually, because I mentioned this when we talked about Green Book last week, which is yes. I had never seen this before. And that was a conscious choice on my part, actually. Because everybody loves these movies. You've never movies. seen this movie, Before this movie. Sunrise. Yeah, I've never seen the other two either as well. So Before Sunset and Before Midnight, which complete the trilogy. Um, Interesting enough, all three films have been in the 250. Only Before Sunrise and Before Sunset are still in there at the moment. I
1: don't think I've seen Before Midnight.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, oh, but um, I hadn't seen these movies, and I kind of chosen not to, and there were a number of reasons for that. Everybody else loved them, uh, which was you know. And it, it are isn't...
1: we are we going to reveal those reasons on the other side of the spoilers? Well, on or now? With it now? What yeah, are you yeah, yeah. we now? yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 can go for it. It won't spoil anything no. about the movie. No, no. It if, won't... Be, uh, but uh, spoiling if, if people want to pause or... the podcast now, though, and guess
0: what those why why
1: why going. why Darren wasn't able to to uh... he wasn't
0: able to. I like that. I just, I put, it, I put the disc oh, in the holder do Don't, don't reveal
1: too many things. Like, like, either you weren't able to, or you couldn't somehow, or you wouldn't, or you didn't want to. Um, let's leave it kind of ambiguous. But you didn't, and there were reasons why.
0: Yeah. And th- and those reasons were, now that the listeners have pressed for Zoom on the podcast, presumably, um, were basically that, like, well, there were a number of reasons. Uh, first of which is that I like Linklater a lot as a director. I am... Um, I'm not a big fan of his films that deal with the passage of time, like boyhood and stuff like that. And I saw the Before Sunset trilogy as being part of that. But a large part of it, a larger part of it, to be honest, was that it has been suggested to me several times on this podcast, but also in real life, that I can be quite cold and cynical and overly analytical. And in fact, I've been described as overly academic in my assessment of film and the things that I like in the art that I like, where it's I'm have been considered cold in how I approach these things.
1: I wouldn't I say was, you're overly academic, Darren. Just, I would say you're exceedingly academic.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I mean, but
1: but who 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 should who 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 who's whose right? Is it to attach value to these things? Yeah. But to, I, to say that it's too much or are not enough. It is what it is, Darren.
0: It is indeed. And my big, it was almost kind of a sense of dread was that I was worried like everybody that I know loves these movies and they talk about how much these movies have touched them emotionally and how much they've stayed with them and even people who I would consider to be fairly cynical speak of these movies as movies that like affected them profoundly and emotionally and I consciously avoided watching them you idiot because you,
1: I... you missed the boat there <laughs> you know could... when they say about when they talk about how these movies affected them. They were talk. I imagine, I'm guessing, that they were talking about they affected them when they watched them, which was not now, but uh, back then, in 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 their teens or early twenties. But you, by by not watching um, them then, have, <laughs> have 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 perhaps spoiled the best opportunity of. Although having said that, there are ways in which like um Going you back, you 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 still have the energy of a younger person that that sort of um idealism that you have darren yeah. that that um um vulnerability
0: well that that's sort of it, and it's because I was roughly aware of the premise of the film, which is not to get too is spoilery. that the other reason. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. This so is, this so, is the same reason. It's that so I was, one, was kind of, yeah. I was sorry. kind of wary that I would be overly cynical about it, and part of that wary. What,
1: why, why overly cynical about this in particular?
0: Because of well, okay. This is what I'm about to get to. It's it's because well, first of all, because everybody loved them and talked about them in extremely emotive terms. Lots of movies. Lots. I know there are lots of movies that people do that yeah. about, but I mean these the, particularly are like these, profoundly touched me. Not, not enough for a reason. Uh, I don't getting there i know and second of all is the fact that i'm familiar with the premise of the movie which is which is that there are two very young people who meet by chance uh in europe yeah spend an evening together yes that has a profound emotional impact on both of them yeah and maybe that's it and then they sort of, they flirt, they talk about life, they talk about love, they have this, it's entirely dialogue-driven, it's Ethan Hawke in the 90s when he's coming off Reality Bites, it's Richard Linklater, who is this director who's like this this big sort of indie voice in like 90s American cinema, but he's very engaged with these sort of like remote philosophical abstract. That, okay.
1: That's the premise. Yeah. What was the problem?
0: Was that I felt that that would be something that I might be a little bit cynical about. I Why? could imagine myself absolutely hating Why the character Dan? of Jesse. Don't just on paper, having you not like seen love? the movie, uh, because I hate love, Andrew. I'm dead inside. I'm a cold, stoic man. You didn't lungs.
1: want to. You didn't want to come face to face with your own hatred.
0: But listeners, Andrew has taken out the notepad like a proper psychiatrist, and it's like, <laughs> let's talk about this. Well, this, this is it. This is the two guys die alone thing where we talk about because we're going to talk a little bit. Obviously, it's it's more emotional and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's. I was wary of approaching the film, and I thought I was fairly sure that I would look at it and I would think, "Oh dear God, I freaking hate Jesse in particular." I don't know that much about Celine because you know Julie Delpy is a different actor, but I know Ethan Hawke in the nineties. I know the characters he plays, and I know the characters he's played with Linklater in other films, and I know that he's playing a young student backpacking around Europe in a movie that's about how wonderful this once-in-a-lifetime connection between two people is and how that might be tied to ideas of being transient, Uh, the idea that their connection is not permanent and therefore it might have value as a result of that. And I was kind of wary of how I would react to that, if we're being entirely honest. Because I am a little cynical about such things. I I don't have... I would consider myself romantic in some respects. Um, I would consider myself. What respects? (laughs) Answer the question. Don't wait for the translation. I consider myself romantic in that I believe that it's possible for two people to love each other for their entire lives together. To find somebody in the world who provides a sense of meaning, a sense of structure.
1: I'd walk a thousand miles.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's somebody who is worth giving up everything that you have done, that you will do in order to follow or to be with. Somebody whose company. Got means it. enough to you that it you would like anything else would be secondary. That if you could spend your life with that one person, it would be enough of itself.
1: I think, that's
0: what I believe romantically. And again, so that's, yeah, that's you, very easy when I say it like that. No, no, yeah. no.
1: So you, you have faith in that. Yeah. Um sorry, I'm not pronouncing my T H S. You have faith in that. <laughs> um But you don't have faith are place value in these um, kind of encounters described by the premise of this movie
0: as transient that sort of thing I'm skeptical of those I find myself cynical of those why um Again, this is probably. Again, this is. I, I accept this is entirely personal and subjective and all this sort of stuff. Probably based on my own personal experiences. Andrew is. Like, he looks like a police officer at a crime scene. He's like, can you describe the emotional damage that was done? I don't. Being honest, I'm tempted to do the Freudian excuse and say that as a kid, I moved around a lot, and as a result of that. I was wary of temporary emotional attachments to things because I understood that they could be broken. I would never see those things again. Friends that I met in Ghana, to whom I formed an incredible emotional attachment, I would simply never see again in my life. Us. People that I, when I moved back to Dublin in Celtic Park Avenue, and I had friends there, disappeared after two years to move to Sligo. You know, and then then that sort of stuff. And, you know, and it, like uh, I understand yeah. that's on me in terms of connection, stuff like that, but it's, you know. I think this
1: makes sense i i feel i feel like you're you're a person who's reluctant to enter these potentially kind of transient um sort of um like you're not somebody who who kind of wants to like just uh trip the light fantastic willy-nilly and kind of um um Go go into things not knowing kind of um, what they are or who you're going to meet or or, or 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 those sorts of things. Anyway, is is this what the is this what two guys die alone is? I, I
0: guess this is what two guys die alone is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try to like go back to the format of getting getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This uh, is unfair. This uh, is unfair.
0: But anyway, like, and this is the thing. Like, I mean, I we'll talk a bit more about the film after we get the sports on i imagine a lot of people i imagine i can see why this film strikes a chord with a lot of people i think you are very fond of this film to the point where when we first suggested doing a valentine special i think two years ago you suggested this one before we settled on um, eternal sunshine the spotless mind yeah and i think have you seen this before
1: i have i've seen this and i've seen before sunset
0: um, and when did you see them? Do, do you remember? Did you see them as they came out? Did you see them both together? Did you see... Obviously, because like, they're long-delayed sequels. Nine years between each of the sequels. So did you see... I
1: did not see this in
0: 1997. Oh,
1: okay. Or 95. Yeah. yeah. Or Sorry. 95 and 2004? 94
0: and 2013, I think. Oh, okay. I. It might be 2006. I may be off. No, you name.
1: may be right. I, I. think. I think I saw the two of these... A round of time of the sequel. Okay. Yeah.
0: And um, did you did they make a profound impact? Well, I presume the fact that you went to them as your go-to romantic movie on the list. That well, they did. there's not that
1: many romantic movies on the no. list. No, it is a very... So, um, like, last year we did Wild Strawberries. <laughs> um,
0: Enchlinet. <Enchilette. laughs> <Interesting. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Loneliness. <laughs> Emptiness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the, the uh, Bergman <laughs> is a story about a college
0: professor who journeys across the country <laughs> contemplating the emptiness of his existence. Exactly. That was
1: an upper. Yeah, absolutely. That was prime. Uh, two guys That's die insane. alone. Um. So had this had this had a profound effect on me. I don't know. Like, I find this. Um. In points, excruciatingly kind of um, uh, truthful and awkward, and um, kind of sincere in a way that it's um, it, that it's difficult um, to kind of pull off being, you know. I think, I think I
0: imagine most people have a story that maybe not as profound or as affecting or as deep as this. I imagine most people have a story of something like this, where you met somebody. You spent an extended and concentrated period of time with them and then either disappeared into the ether or maybe they didn't. But it was a random encounter that felt sort of quite removed from the reality of day-to-day living.
1: Tell us about yours.
0: Well, I I went I went last time, so I'll tell you about mine if you tell me about yours. <laughs> um, do, is yeah, that fair I'm, to say? I'm, do you think that's a fair <laughs> thing to say? No, I mean, do do you think that's? It? I think I, maybe I'm I wonder. I own.
1: wonder. Like I've had, I've had I've had a few, but not kind of as significant as this. Where yeah, I don't
0: think I don't think many people have had something as significant as this. To be fair, yeah, I
1: mean, like
0: versions and
1: pieces of this like i've had the encounter where i've where i've arrived in a uh, a city and uh spent the rest of the day with with a complete stranger i did that i think i was i was visiting the uk and i believe the town is bristol and arrived there and i had like the whole uh, whole day to kind of kill and I was walking around, kind of like looking a little bit lost, kind of l- l- looking um, looking for a kind of an entrance to somebody, and saw uh, saw a woman. Uh, now it's okay, if people like men, but, <laughs> but in this story, it was it was. It was Thank you, Andrew. People um, weren't paying attention earlier. They'd be like, "Why? Why is he saying that?" Yeah. Um, and i kind of approached her and i asked kind of um and like we uh, started talking and 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 hung out for the rest of the day until i had to kind of meet my friend um later on i had a sit maybe because i've seen this movie i feel like it's okay to in fact i've done this a lot of times i I i was on a bus once and got talking to somebody and uh kind of um uh uh didn't didn't really go anywhere but 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 it would um and i guess that happens a lot to people i was i think i was walking down dame lane one time and i got talking to somebody and we spent the rest of the kind the of evening yeah. yeah yeah um just kind of like a a a, a random person i was i was at a, i was at a a train station in bray and it was myself and there was this woman and we we're both waiting for the train and i don't know why i like it was kind of because this, this movie can kind of tell you maybe that that um, it can give you a romantic idea of something that mightn't be um because i i've, I've shared this um this experience like talking to other people about it and i was like so i was on a i was at a a, a uh, train station or on the on the platform and i think i i looked at this woman and they i looked the way she looked at me i looked at her she looked away Whoa. kind of like the movie yeah. you know and then I, I i figured i should i should go up and 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 talk to her she seems like an interesting person i'd like to i'd like i'd like to know more about her and we did and we kind of like um rode on the on the dart together and we got talking and i was like what what are you um what are you up to kind of for the rest of the evening and it's like well my friends they work in a a a mexican restaurant do you like spicy food and
0: andrew was like this
1: is perfect i was like yeah so <laughs> I, I i i want to spend the rest of my life with you <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah yeah they like i I've, I've, so yes I, I i have i have had those um sorts of encounters where something kind of um uh very um spontaneous and exciting all, perhaps. uh yeah and it can can occur from um uh, from very little and I, I suppose in our generation, a lot of us kind of like looking for love are, are, are online. And sometimes it feels like that sort of thing isn't going to happen by by kind of meeting somebody online space, be, Yeah. 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 Be, be, because when 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 you meet them online, there might be a sort of excitement in that. Oh, she texts it back. Uh, oh, this is going really well. Oh, she's really interesting. Oh, she's really funny. Yeah. Um, and and then you might meet up in person, and for some reason there isn't that kind of uh, spark. spark or je ne sais quoi, and you can't identify that maybe through an app, or you've missed the opportunity for that to be the start of it. Yeah. You know, for that initial that initial thing it. has already happened while you weren't in the same room together, so you um, don't get the chance to have that
0: connection. Yeah, you so you're
1: happen. wondering if are you going to get it, and sometimes you do, um, but. It, it might be that you've had that in in a digital realm and you're not going to experience that um for the first time again in in, in, in the real space, world yeah. yeah um so so yeah I've I've, I've, I've had those experiences both um and I have had kind of um first dates I guess with people off of of of, of tinder even where it, where it's felt kind of like where we've ended up spending like kind of where we're still kind of um running about the town at like kind of uh three or four in the morning yeah. or something like that crazy o'clock or whatever yeah 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 where um when 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 that was when that was never the plan yeah. and um and we're we've we've destroyed our next day but we want to kind of, be, the experience uh, of together. yeah together longer so so yeah there there there, there is i guess a certain amount of um, truthfulness to this movie and I think maybe one way in which I might differ from you in, in 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 the way I would see this and 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 things is that I don't think there's anything wrong with um for me um in having uh, in having these experiences that are that are beautiful but um uh Confidice. Transient, transient, transitory. Trans- yeah, that's it, exactly. Yeah, um,
0: um that that's interesting. And I mean, we'll probably talk about this a bit more in the sports because this is something that's kind I of. Mean,
1: in- I I want what you want too, Darren. But uh, but, I, but I but I but I don't. I I like it doesn't have to be that. No you know what I mean? Like like um I um I I, I I'm a romantic in the sense that I, I I I like I would love to have what my parents have, for example. But if I meet somebody, I'm not wedded to, to... to Nice choice of words. Yeah, to to that...
0: Uh... As the necessary end game or the be all and end exactly. all of your interaction with them. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can see that. Like, I mean, I've had that experience as well. I've done the, like, the... Um, a personal favorite one is trying to, ca- trying to help her catch a bus um, out of town uh, that ended up taking three hours and involved each other, throwing each other into and out of the way of traffic, uh, which was great fun. There's nothing quite as exciting as somebody attractive grabbing you and pulling you out of the way of a moving vehicle. It kind of it really romantic comedies have taught me one thing, and it works very well in real life. Probably a bit more dangerous though. Um, when
1: you say there's nothing as attractive as um, pulling somebody out of of, of 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 the way of a moving vehicle, um, did you push them in the way first? Yeah, yeah. So you, set up. Yeah, I I I saw this on Twitter, uh, Darren. I assumed when you were saying attractive person you were talking about yourself clearly I am and you were saying there's nothing more attractive than when I pull somebody <laughs> out, of out of moving traffic um,
0: and I mean come on it's exhilarating but I mean even even stuff like wandering around I think culture night um, is one example you
1: get off on <laughs> like potential traffic accidents
0: <laughs> I'm like jigsaw I'm like a romantic jigsaw
1: um, isn't there a movie called crash
0: yes yeah, so Cronenberg. Yeah. I'm like i'm I'm like an a crash edge lord as it were you yeah know? Um. Yeah, there's an image for you, ladies and gentlemen.
1: He's singer.
0: Yeah, available right now. And then, but I mean, things like Culture Night, for example, you where can't you random, get
1: this in the shops,
0: where you <laughs> randomly bump into people and let like, them wander and drift through a city that's sort of vibrant and exciting and alive. Um. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit. Let's ask the three questions. Jump into the spoilers and talk about the film in a bit more depth. Then, right. So, Andrew, do you think that this movie belongs on the list of the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time? I think
1: I I think it perhaps has a place. I think it's it feels kind of sophomoric and kind of immature, but I think that's part of its charm, in a way. Yeah, it's um, very college freshman. Yeah, of like, um, and I, and that's, I think there needs that, to yeah. be a there needs to be movies for those kind of parts of our lives, um, and some sometimes. Sometimes those movies, we can look back at them and think kind of, um, oh, God, I can't believe I like this. And maybe, like, I think it's possible to look back at this and think that and also um, ad- uh, kind of admire it kind of as an artifact of our... um,
0: As perfectly capturing that part of your younger life. Where you're exactly. Like, there was a time when I was just like Jesse. I mean, there was a time when I had a tacky, tasteless goatee but luckily, we're way beyond that. Don't worry, we're going to talk about that. Um, but I mean, so would it be on your own personal 250, Andrew?
1: Probably not right now. Yeah. What yeah. Would have yeah. it have been in the past? Possibly. Is, my, my, is this is the thing you sort of outgrew? My My great friend Oshin would often introduce me to, uh, to movies. Movies like this. Um, and he'd introduce me to, 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 to music, I guess, as well. And, yeah, this would have been one of the movies who he, he, he would have introduced me to. And I I guess watching watching this reminds me of being kind of... Oh, that one. Uh, yeah, though. like uh, 16, 17, 18.
0: When you uh, have these profoundly deep 19. thoughts, like the ones that we riffed through at the start of the episode. Yeah. And you sort of, you think that this is the height of human intellectualism.
1: I mean um we 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 didn't quite reach the heights of of jesse Jesse we exist exist
0: in jesse's shadow celine isn't quite as genuinely. (laughs) (laughs)
1: nobody would watch a movie where
0: we're (laughs) where darren and andrew riff on this we did suggest recording the podcast as we go as we wander through vienna in real time but sadly the sponsors wouldn't quite budget that one unfortunately should have went anyway (laughs) damn it i never take you anywhere um but anyway, and then the final question, which is, if listeners haven't seen this movie, would you recommend that they watch it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I w- I would say I would say go out and watch it. Kind of maybe being cognizant of 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 some of the things I've said, I think you can really, I think you can really appreciate this in a in 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 a kind of a nostalgic way, the way the way the way I did. The real question is. Darren, do you think this should be on the 250?
0: Yes, actually. I, I'm quite fond of this being on the 250. The, we've talked a little bit before about the 250. Wow. Yeah, what?
1: Did, 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 that did, took did, you by surprise. Yeah, like, no, like not, uh, not just that this movie that you thought you'd be quite cynical about yeah. uh, should be on the 250, but often you don't... You, you hedge. No, yeah, often you wouldn't kind of... Um, put things on the the, the, the 250
0: I'm, I'm quite sort of guarded about that. But yeah, this this absolutely. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about my own personal opinion of it in a second. Um, but I think it's safe to say if I'm saying yes, it should be on the 250, I quite liked it. Uh, but also just in terms of the list as it stands is, doesn't have that many romantic movies on it as you pointed out. In particular, it doesn't have that many movies that are of this sort of like generation of indie there's a lot of like early 90s stuff in there the usual suspects is in there for example there's a lot of pulp fiction reservoir dogs a lot of like the quentin tarantino stuff linklater's stuff is interesting because it's a bit more gentle in terms of what it does and it's a lot more romantic and it's a lot it provides an interesting contrast to the kind of movies you see on the list from this era and from those kind of directors and i'm kind of glad of it being there for that reason if that makes sense
1: yeah and i i think um like a small point about this movie is like you you, you say kind of like how there there's very few uh, romantic movies kind of on the list eventually we'll have to watch casablanca for for <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, the way this is going <laughs> yeah they um but
0: yeah, it's it's. I it's, love the idea that our Valentine's Day episode will become like our Halloween episode, where Andrew's like, "Is this really a romance? Is Return <laughs> of the is Lord of the Rings Return of the King really a romance, Darren? Uh, like, shut up. There's no other option."
1: Yeah, but the, the, like the um, this movie is kind of um, is 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 in some ways kind of a lot of the things you want from from a a, a good romance movie because it's. It's very kind of intimate and sweet. You feel like you're 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 spending time with these real people who are um, kind of falling uh, for each other in and, close
0: enough to real time. Now, I know it takes yeah. place over a single night, but like it feels like you're almost watching them as they're getting to know one another.
1: Yeah, and it, it's like um,
0: I don't want to overstate this,
1: but it's it's a kind of a sexy movie as well in its own kind of very like particular way so it's not um maybe um so um inappropriate <laughs> um, it's on the list is it uh to no to to oh, be, so. to be to be a a valentines day movie cuz i i know the, like people do listen to our podcast for suggestions on how to uh spice, spice up, up their, their lives. yeah their love lives and um meet a stranger on a train off. in vienna yeah.
0: Follow them randomly, particularly if they're a strange man with questionable facial hair um, who has no idea where he's going. He's a drifter. He's wandering. He's sort of like waiting for a flight. You don't know anything about him. Get off the train. Spend time with him. What's the worst that could happen?
1: Look at your phone or, or device. Um, observe Observe the icon flashing at you look 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 at those two men um,
0: <laughs> don't they look trustworthy
1: yeah yeah think yeah thing thing think think if you were going to meet the 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 man with a goatee on a train and, and <laughs>
0: all right um, he'll, he'll
1: be waiting to push you out of the way of traffic
0: <laughs> that he pushed you into the way of Because it really gets the endorphins flowing. Um, The second question is then, would it be on my own personal 250? Probably not. Although that shouldn't infer that I dislike it or I don't like it. My top 250 is quite. Like, I did a count. I watched 400 movies last year, which seems mathematically impossible, but apparently it's not. So 374 movies I watched in total last year.
1: Ask a couple of questions. Okay. Uh, Widows, is that on your 250, your personal 250?
0: Probably not You'd have to go up From last year You'd probably have to go to Maybe Into the Spider-Verse? No I think that's probably The cutoff point is probably Annihilation It's probably Annihilation. That would be the only one? I suspect so Annihilation or maybe I, Tonya, might sneak in At the bottom But I don't uh, I I imagine Annihilation's probably The one to beat Wow Of all of last year Yeah I mean Again like it's It's a Again I watch a lot of movies So it's not a huge deal if if a movie doesn't make it in maybe my 500 it might make that list and would i recommend that you watch it absolutely i really like this movie and i liked it i think for the reason that you suggested not necessarily because i think it's profound and deep and insightful although i do think that it it is more profound than it could be like i i was wary going into this because i thought it could go horribly wrong it absolutely doesn't it's very smartly constructed it's very cleverly put together and it's smart enough about what it is that it works, as Andrew pointed out, as a movie that you can watch in retrospect. Yeah. And you can sort of look at, and you can see maybe bits of I imagine I saw bits of myself in various, in Celine and, and Jesse and sort of almost nostalgically. But without that sort of like Vaseline on the lens quality that we get with films, and I know you like Cinema Paradiso but I'm a bit more sceptical of it, without that sort of like romantic blurring, it's like you watch it and you think Jesse, is like he's clever he's smart, he's also a bit of an ass
1: yeah he's a kind of a hole in Caulfield
0: <laughs> type character yeah but that sort of thing and I think that that's to the movie's it's credit very that that
1: very quick to, to to point out how how uh, phony uh, uh, things
0: Everything are is. yeah alright then we'll jump into the spoiler zone join us on the other side spoiler zone so Andrew is Jesse's goatee really that bad um asking for a friend
1: initially i thought it wasn't too bad but then i saw it kind of from um when her when she when i think her head was on his lap and she's kind of like looking up so the camera is looking up is um kind of wispy and um yeah like the
0: soul patch mustache yeah, chin hair
1: very few examples of of, 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 a, of a person pulling off a goatee uh, I think maybe Robert De Niro in Heat um,
0: Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man
1: um, yeah maybe
0: yeah I, I, um, and, Spock on Star Trek maybe
1: uh, no okay perhaps um, yourself I know.
0: Well, that, that's um, what we're really getting at here, which is yeah, like, yeah. Is it goatee? Or... I thought
1: Ethan Hawke was one of the people. Like, <laughs> I kind of want to look a bit like Ethan Hawke um, does in this movie, um, or at least <laughs> probably at one point in my life thought like, yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm okay uh, <laughs> with with like because I feel like I, I feel like this Ethan Hawke, the 23 year old one. Probably couldn't uh probably couldn't grow a full m- beard much, much of a beard yeah if, if 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 it feels like the, some of the goatee hair is quite kind of like it's thin, very it it's very fair you can, and thin yeah, you can yeah. see through and that sort of stuff yeah
0: yeah, yeah um, I, I, I don't know, I feel like the goatee is is somewhat underappreciated as facial hair choices go, but that's a different conversation in terms of Ethan Hall because we we'll probably talk about the the whole ensemble himself, Delpy, and we'll talk about obviously link later as well. Hawk is, is a fascinating figure, um, particularly because he kind of, he's become this avatar well he's not become, he was this avatar of like a certain style of 90s young man. The kind of the wanderer, the philosopher the kind of, the character basically played by Jesse here. The kind of the wandering pretentious sort of guy who puts a lot of thought into into what the way things are. I'm thinking of, for example, his role in Reality Bites. But his role here as well. I haven't well. seen
1: Reality Bites.
0: Oh, right, it's not as good as this but he plays a sort of a similarly... I don't want to say douchey, but a character who basically has his own seemingly profound insights on the way that the world works. And I kind of... It's it's like
1: Into the Wild.
0: (laughs) Yes, that sort of quality. Like, Ethan Hawke from the mid-90s in Into the Wild would be perfect casting. It would be an insufferable movie, but it would be perfect casting. And it's kind of interesting that, like, what you're seeing now is you're almost seeing Hawke being used in a way that sort of comments on that. Like in, um, was it the one First Reformed? that he did with, um, was it Paul Paul Schrader, where he's playing this priest who's sort of like coming to terms with how horribly we've messed up the world and trying to make sense of it. It feels almost like an aged response to this sort of like 90s pseudo-philosophical kind of thing where he settled down and then he had a midlife crisis. Or like Juliet Naked, where he plays this, like he was this popular musician in the 90s and he, he was known for being this countercultural icon and he kind of comes back And he hasn't grown up, really. He hasn't sort of came of age. And the way that that sort of, like, feels in a way almost like the way that we're, as a culture, I think we talked about this podcast before, but, like, how we, some of us haven't really grown up. Or there's a sense that, like, modern men in some ways haven't grown up or sort of stuck in the 90s. And I kind of like Ethan Hawke as an embodiment of that kind of certain style of 90s kind of loss, you know, kind of, like, being lost or being philosophical. And I guess these three movies are kind of part of that because you get to spend time with Jesse. I haven't seen the other two, but you get to watch Jesse grow, presumably over time. You get to see him, like, evolve from this very 90s, you know... What is the point of all of this? What does it all mean? We talked about this a bit on like Reservoir Dogs, the whole like existential crisis after the end of the Cold War. Well, this where, is
1: the stuff Darren loves.
0: Yeah, this is the stuff Darren loves. Where Ethan Hawke becomes like an avatar of that, like he's the guy kicking around Europe trying to make sense of the world, man, and he plays that very well. And like one of the things that I like about Hawke's career is you can watch it as an arc. And almost see him through time sort of play that over and how we're sort of treating in the same way that like, you know, we talked about how Forrest Gump is about like reflecting in the 90s on what the 60s were like. Watching an Ethan Hawke movie now often feels like watching us reflect on, you know, from the 2010s, what the 90s were like. I mean, Ethan Hawke seems to me, its maybe it's just me, but does Ethan Hawke seem to you like an avatar of the 90s? Like does Um... he embody a certain spirit of the era for you? No, oh,
1: okay. no, no, not necessarily. Uh, a a lot of my, I suppose my strongest association, uh, for Ethan Hawke, is perhaps his, his best movie, gotta go. and yeah, one of one of one of my favorite movies. Yeah, a a a tremendous piece of work. Um. That's that's not under 250. It was,
0: but it's not anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's Gattaca. It's Andrew Nichols' Gattaca. Yeah. Uh, which is a tremendous piece of work. Um, it's himself, Jude Law, and obviously Thurman as well. Gore Vidal's in there. It's it's fantastic. I suppose that makes a certain amount of sense if you look at it through that light. That's probably fair. That would be one of the things that I would think of. But when I think of his body of work as a whole, um, I kind of think of Ethan Hawke as... And I guess it sort of helps that he's cultivated this persona like, outside of film, like, in terms of interviews and stuff like that, where he's become, like... I don't...
1: They, it's so nebulous what you're describing, though. Okay, that's fair. Like, doesn't doesn't Ethan Hawke... You know all those movies he made in the 90s? Doesn't it make you kind of think of him as 90s guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, I suppose he did make a lot of movies in, in the, the 90s. 90s. <laughs> that's a fair and point. And everything he's done then, since then, has, has kind of been...
0: Reflecting on that
1: Yeah It's like They're they're all Informed By the work He did in the 90s As if he did them Before He (laughs) (laughs) Yeah Oh my God,
0: I am the Jesse of this podcast, aren't I? <laughs> I? just had that crushing realisation. I have the goatee, I have the pseudo-pretentious sort of attitude to it. I I walk
1: around till 9.30?
0: <laughs> and make conversation about how Ethan Hawke is the spiritual embodiment of the 90s.
1: Yeah, do you want to tell two Austrian guys that you're going to see their play? And, and then, then and... just not? <laughs> yeah, uh, so I can see English.
0: I, I quite appreciate, though, that Celine uh... re- remembers that later on. Because I was kind of, that was my big sort of thing. I had a a point in my notes saying, but what about the cow play? I
1: was wondering, I've seen this movie before and I was still wondering, is there not a point where they go (laughs) see the cow play?
0: Because they actually, they go to the Ferris wheel. Um, Yeah. And it's like the guys were like, yeah, when you come to our play, you can go to the Ferris wheel. That just seems insulting that they're like, you want to go to the Ferris wheel and not go see the play? You, may, they did ask these guys to maybe, point them out something to do
1: maybe first you can um i mean uh there's there's not really um there are not really m- many things uh that are funny um uh we uh we have a a, a play the yes the the ferris wheel is is not very far um, I really love. Maybe, how Maybe you can speak English. Maybe you can speak German for a change. <laughs> oh no, we 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 we're just joking. We're being funny.
0: I really I really like how cranky those two guys are as well. They're it's great. Like, why they would cranky. you come to Vienna? What could you have expected?
1: They're being hilarious. Yes, yeah.
0: which makes you think that their play would have been solid gold.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're they're. I I I think they 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 have a kind of like an a um. A, a really kind of uh, tired, ironic kind of uh, take Lived on it. on everything. It's kind of like, oh, um, we're, we're like we're we're going to be kind of like dismissive about things, but like maybe we like them, maybe we don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Which again, uh, that very nineties. It reminds me of that yeah, Simpsons joke it's where like, it's like, like, maybe we like you, or okay. maybe we don't. You know it's like that
0: Simpsons joke where it's like I can't even tell anymore. Um, are you being sarcastic? I can't even tell anymore. <laughs> um, but it's it's that sort of vibe of that sort of like slacker vibe of being like. And again, Linklater is very good at this as a writer and director. It should be noted, by the way, that this is this was one of Linklater's earliest films. uh It is based on two stories, two things that very happened. indie. He is. He's one of the. One of the great indie directors, to be honest. Like, I mean, in terms of he's still doing that. Like, Boyhood, for example, is one of the great sort of indie experiments. I wasn't a big fan of it, and that was part of the reason why I was so wary of this, because it's a movie about Linklater's study of time and how time affects us. Now, obviously, Before Sunrise didn't become that until he did the sequels. But the thing with Linklater is that this movie's based on two of his experiences. One of his experiences was taking his first film on a tour of European film festivals, and so wandering around cities at late hours of the night, waiting for the next flight that would take him to the next film festival so he could take the film there and not having a clear itinerary. And that's where he got the idea of kind of wandering around Vienna late at night and wandering around a European city. And particularly as an American, he sort of found that very interesting. Have you been? Uh, to Vienna? Yes. It means nothing to me. Yes, yes, I have been to Vienna. It's absolutely lovely. Have you been?
1: I have not. I Well, I, I was there on a train one time. Okay. But um, like... um. Um, un, unlike Celine, I, I, I didn't get off. Um,
0: when that attractive goateed man was like, let's spend some time in Vienna.
1: Exactly, um, I, I had uh, an an attractive um ungoateed woman um in in in, in instead. Uh, 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 and then we had to stay on the same train. Uh, it was really so, comfortable. Yeah, Vienna is lovely.
0: By the way, I, I really recommend yeah, it. It's got that sort of like old it's the European
1: capital of inappropriate smoking, except it's appropriate there <laughs>
0: because of course it is because it's Europe. <laughs> they uh,
1: they smoke. Uh, they still smoke indoors in Austria
0: at the moment, like right now, like yeah. in, in twenty twenty
1: nineteen. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it's one of a few places.
0: I uh, I didn't notice that. I, you think I would have twigged that, but I didn't.
1: I was a
0: I was in a
1: place in in the the Conrad Hotel in Brussels where they had like a a cigar sort of bar, um, where you could smoke. But I think that was very much an exception. Generally, um, all, almost all across Europe, it's uh, it's all smoking ban. But I don't think that's the case in Austria. Ah.
0: And the other story that it's based on is that it's based on a personal story that happened to Linklater in Philadelphia in 1989 where he met his own sort of Celine. He met uh, Her name was Amy Lorhapt, uh, and they met in a toy shop and they basically they spent the night together. It was magical. They did try and keep in touch unlike, say, Celine and Jesse or, you know, like they do at the end decide that they're going to try and get in touch. But they decided from the outset that they would try and maintain contact. They spoke a few times on the phone. But then Linklater got a serious girlfriend and he kind of lost contact with, with Amy. He, was, he talked about when he was making these films how he always kind of hoped. And this is kind of romantic. This is like Darren, who has a seriously cold heart, you know, no real emotion in that stoic interior. Kind of touches me a little bit where Linklater talks about how he had always imagined that uh, Amy would see these films, would see this film in particular, the one that he released. And see that as an excuse to renew contact with him, to reach out to him, to understand how much the night that they had spent together had meant to to him. Yeah. Then he found out, I think, in two thousand and four, that she had passed away in a motorcycle accident before they even started filming of it. Oh God. Which is heartbreaking. Which is is very very sad and very depressing. And I kind of he it it kind of it's it's interesting that like so much of Linklater himself is in here. A lot of this. All of this film was written, by the way. Like, The film is shot in a very indie style in that there's a lot of long takes, a lot of conversations that like wax lyrical about the cosmos, lots of discussions about how we're all stardust and like reincarnation and all these various tangents and stuff like that. But it's all very heavily scripted. But one of the interesting things is that it was all workshopped with Delphi and with, uh, with obviously, Hawk. Yeah, They spent weeks together beforehand, rehearsing the scenes working through the scenes and changing the dialogue in such a way as to make it seem organic to them in particular this was important for Delpy because Linklater as he he acknowledged himself he's probably closer to feeling like Jesse does Jesse is the character that he relates to obviously being an American in a European city but also just in terms of like a guy's perspective it was very important for him that like Celine's voice be developed by Delpy and Delpy talked about how like for example they would do scenes. The one that was the hardest one to crack, and I think it worked out beautifully when you watch it. It's the sequence where Jesse comes back and tries to convince her to get off the train. That was the hardest scene for Delpy to, to kind of crack as a writer to say, like, or as a as a character, as an actor who was working through the concept and like revising the script, was like, what could Jesse say? This strange man who I've just met recently on a train say to me to get me off a train in a strange city with somebody I don't know. It's kind of interesting because I actually really like that scene. I think that scene's actually really beautiful. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's kind of interesting that they did that. They spent they workshop the script together over the course of three weeks. If
1: anyone wants to find out how to do that successfully, you can watch that scene again.
0: <laughs> have you tried it?
1: Um, have 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 I tried it? No, but like I say, I've I've kind of um, like I'm not. I enjoy the kind of um, the thrill of asking, of like taking that jump and kind of having the 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 the, the courage to kind of ask somebody to to um to to to, to go Take with you somewhere. Leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And to trust you. And it's kind of interesting actually that we should talk about because we talked a little bit about the transient nature of it, and maybe that's why I was skeptical of the film going into it. And you know, maybe I. I still am, although I think the film handles it very, very well. This idea that, like, romance and love has value even though it has a finite. I mean, there's the wonderful conversation when they're on the boat where, like, Jesse's talking about how love is valuable because it's finite. When he talked about his his friend who was there at the home birth holding the baby and realizing that his, his child would die one day, you know, and that even though that happens, that doesn't mean that it's without meaning. Delphi makes the argument with regards to the film that, It's only really recently that like the idea of eternal love or happily ever after has permeated popular culture. The idea that the ending of a love story is a marriage or a riding off into the sunset and everything is resolved and there's no arguments and they get along perfectly. Delpy argues that that's a relatively recent sort of twist on on the romance story. She credits, for example, uh, Walt Disney with being responsible for that. She makes the argument that if you look back at the old plays, for example, but even at like medieval literature and stuff like that, it was more often that these romances were defined in terms of being short-term. In most cases, the, think about the tragic love story, the idea of two people who meet up, who fall in love, who can't be together, but who die as a result, whether taking their own lives or because they decide that, you know they, they can't you know, fate drives them apart.
1: Well, that's the dream. Um, uh, uh, fall in love spend um, like a day uh, or maybe like as long as a week with that person and then like both die tragically that's uh, uh, that's (laughs) That's the the perfect
0: moment it's the dream But I mean, I find it kind of like, I think that's an interesting argument to make, though, because Delphi makes the point that, like, going back hundreds of years, like, writers have written about the unhappiness of love and have warned against putting too much into something as unstable as passion or romance and how it's fundamentally impossible to possess another person. And, like, if you were to possess another person, that would remove the romance from the equation.
1: Yeah, I I, I remember um, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day 10 years ago, I uh, wrote a, uh, a poem to a, a girl that I'd asked out on a date. I was in hospital at the time and I was recovering. And in order to to like, I was allowed to to I could leave for the weekend, okay. Um, as as uh, uh um as people often can, but in order to go out, I need to, it would need to be with uh, like another person, so I couldn't just kind of like uh, go out and kind of uh, you know because I needed a certain amount to taken care of and stuff, and if if there was anything wrong, I'd have to go back, and I I don't know what it is anyway, um. Uh, hospitals have these sorts of rules, so I uh, texted one of my friends or rang him, um, uh, Johnny that we used to go to school Oh, with.
0: John the Lynch, yes. Oh, sorry, I should um, mention his surname, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I was like, Hey, well, um, you're still in Dublin, right? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I- I'm free on uh, uh, Saturday, I don't know, we haven't like hung out in a while, but do you, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to catch up? Um, and he was like, "You know, that's Valentine's Day, don't you?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I did not." So then I was like, "So then I looked at my phone and I thought, kind of like, um, uh, there must be somebody in my phone that and 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 there was like who 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 I would like to be my Valentine. Oh. Um, why don't I just?" Called them up and asked them, uh, asked them to be my Valentine. I did, but 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 one of one of the one of the lines, I think I I, I think I wrote it in in a hurry, so it wasn't very good. I figure I you figured, mean it
0: wasn't like that guy sitting at the edge of the dock here. No, exactly. Really like, but, um, but I mean, he probably just has a regular poem. He just lots the word into it. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So it, it 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 was it was kind of the it was a sort of poem that one might write in their kind of I guess early twenties as it <laughs> would have been, or, um, and it was, I think there was some sort of a thing in it like um, "Don't be mine, uh, be your own." To 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 be possessed by you alone.
0: That's quite nice. I like the, the rhyme there. It's,
1: it's... Yeah, but the, the the um kind of um the difficulty of. A lot of these, a lot of these things is is that we we have these ideas of of, of kind of um, of ownership and yeah. and and kind of are are like what you said there about like I'm a romantic. I I I think it would be great to um, be That'd with be somebody fair. forever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's ownership. No, no. no, I
0: think that's a sense of mutual. And but, again, but it's weird to use the like, word bondage in those terms, but you know what I mean.
1: But the the the. The kind of like uh, you can see how the idea of ownership creeps into that, yes undoubtedly exactly yeah. yeah.
0: really, when you tie it to ideas Because it's like, like I thought we idea. were
1: supposed to be together forever. forever. And no like we can like whatever whatever happens, we can work it out yeah. and 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 those sorts of things, yeah the, and you it's all like need to do this, yeah, like, and know. like hey, you know um uh, you we 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 raise each other up when we're when 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 we're feeling down and um and all those sorts of things where um where it's this kind of like unconditional kind of unbreakable contract almost, yeah. yeah.
0: And I mean, and again, like, yeah, I mean, like, I understand that's the issue. with it. I mean, like, I understand that's the big problem with it is that everybody has their own autonomy and their own will. So you can't have, like, practically speaking, it is highly impractical to imagine that you will spend the rest of your life with somebody that you care about and somebody that you love because you can't ever fully know the mind of the other person involved and they can always grow tired of you or you can grow tired of them and you can't account for that and therefore it's all built on a house of matches or house of cards and it'll tumble over at the slightest thing and it doesn't matter and like you can't legislate for it it's just the way the world works and that's why it's romantic to believe that you might meet somebody who again and not a not a concept of ownership because it's equally balanced
1: admit it darren you want to own women
0: Yes, that's exactly what I want, Andrew. No, it's. But
1: instead, it's this big house of poo.
0: (laughs) No, this house of cards. But I mean, no, no, no. Like, I accept, like, that's the thing is you accept practically that, like, it's cynical. Cynically, you understand that it's impossible for two people to make a commitment to one another that will last for their lifetimes or however long that might be. I mean,
1: people do it.
0: People do it and people make and it, it worse, yeah. which is astounding. And every time it does, it seems like a miracle to me.
1: And I'm, you kind of like, um, I think I don't blame Walt Disney. I, I blame, I blame my, uh, my, my your parents, parents for their happy marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Damn um, your parents. No, uh, no, I just I assumed you. that Stay was together, kind of normal. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: And that, so, that's it. And then sort of like, that's the, that's the expectation that sort of set. And maybe it is. Maybe it is just because it's the culture in which I grew up or whatever. But that's kind of what I aspire to romantically. And not in like a... I would never want somebody to stay with me if they were unhappy because that would make me unhappy. How would
1: they be unhappy if they were with you, Dad? I I
0: know. That's the question, Andrew. But no. But I mean that would make me unhappy if they were unhappy and therefore fundamentally the whole thing would come caving down, right? So that's not what I think people want. And that's certainly not what I want when I say... I dream of somebody who I live with forever. It's like I dream of being with somebody who wants to be with me forever, and who happens to work out and make it magically work that they continue to want to be with me, and I continue to want to be with them. Forever. Yeah, but you would you like you would want to? have... I mean, I'd have to get them to sign a contract that would be legally binding. But I, like, no, I, I'm kidding. They, they, I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. No, I do. But the, I don't know. It's
1: it's kind of like you have to kind of allow a person to to change i guess i i I think i think i think the big the big big shame sometimes is i find sometimes um there is a kind of there is a moment in a kind of uh, sometimes in a new kind of relationship where it's it's new and interesting and beautiful and then there's all of a sudden a sort of a fear of being um, in love. Okay. And kind of being, being that sort of um, vulnerable. Okay. And maybe it comes from a skepticism about the long-term kind of prospects of happiness. Or maybe maybe it comes from is this is this actually perfect because presumably if it, if it's going to be that thing, it has to be perfect. It ha- yeah, the, is it is this the real thing? Yeah, kind of. Um, I guess
0: to um, quote the philosopher Bono, to, is it even or, better than the real thing? Or go, go gola. I,
1: I was I was thinking of Tom Stoppard, okay. uh, but they they the, the, the um I don't know what the exact line is, but they talk about this kind of. Like uh, real uh, love, I think, or, or they describe it a lot as the real thing. In 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 that play, the real thing um, that a a a a friend got for me. Oh, the inspiration for um, the first two guys die alone.
0: Oh. but this this is the this is the thing is the um and again I think it gets back to what you're saying there, which is like having to allow for people to change and again, I think this is what Linklater is getting at, because Linklater's big, one of his big recurring motifs as a director and writer is the passage of time. Now, it didn't, like, he didn't know that he was doing it when he did this, but he was going to create a film that would explore the passage of time, or a film series that explored af- explore the passage of time as it applied to these three char- these two characters jumping into the, their lives at various points. The issue with the idea of, like, love, believing in love as a permanent thing, right, is that it believes that there is... It believes that a person can be fully complete and not need to change. In that, like, it believes that if you love somebody and somebody loves you, then you are both going to stay those people. Where are you
1: getting this from? Are you reading this off? Like, is this something that Linklater said? Is this something that somebody else said? Or is this a twisted notion that you have in your own head?
0: Well, Linklater's uh, passage of time being a theme in his work is is something that's readily acknowledged. But but that
1: that thing you just said came out of your lips directly from your brain.
0: Well, that was more what you were saying there in terms of your question of is this a real thing and you have to allow for people to change. And there, do, you gen- like, do you no, no, do you, you, you
1: do you do you do you think of that as a problem?
0: That's the thing. I'm not entirely sure. I like to believe that there's a point at which I will be perfectly content, and I will be whole, and I will be just happy to be that person until the end of my days. That's kind what's of what's like,
1: wrong with who you are now.
0: Well, I imagine. Well, I don't know actually what is wrong with the person I am right now. I feel like. Well, I'm I think there. you
1: need to solve that problem okay. Uh, okay. Uh, first. No, no, I like because I think you need to realize that there there is nothing wrong with 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 who you are now. There there is there is nothing there is nothing incomplete or 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 less kind of perfect or beautiful about what you are now that needs to be. Uh, fill, fill, filled in by 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 another person. I know,
0: okay, that's not necessarily what I was getting at there. It was more the point that like it is that. <laughs> no, but the, but the point of time. The thing is that like the passage of time implies that we all change and we all grow. And like this is the thing that you mentioned, which is that it's hard to believe in this idea of like a lasting, eternal love between two people when people are constantly changing.
1: But it, it's not. It's not just like part 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 of it is like you same with children like you 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 love uh one one presumably loves their child from the moment it's born and it grows and changes at a rate uh uh far faster than kind of any An adult uh, does. Any, any 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 adult does so do do you do you, do you um do you love um, the 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 baby and then fall out of love with the with the with the child as it grows up? Um do you do you, do you stop loving the child when they when they when they start start making kind of um, these kind of the, uh, bad decisions, bad decisions, decisions in you in, in, or like that? in their life? Or does it hurt you because of how much you love yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 Or is and, the
0: relationship between a parent and, and child fundamentally different than the relationship between two adults?
1: I I think yes and no. I I I think I personally think that you can that we tend to uh link the idea of uh, of being in love with somebody with what you're talking about as an outcome. So um what I want is to to be in love with somebody, you know, to spend the rest of my life with them. And it it it's not spending the rest of your life with them doesn't doesn't discount that love anymore like have, have having a happy say say having an unhappy relationship with one's uh child or being estranged doesn't necessarily mean that you don't love them it's that the that the uh, that the relationship has been has become uh uh too difficult that it no longer works you know and yeah. that, that, that that doesn't like I I I think I think of all I think of all of the loves I've had as, um as do you as still as love those people It's
0: like I mean do you still love them in the same way I mean obviously you still like them you still get on with them you still think they're great people I mean, but do you love them like I mean in the, in that way
1: I, I don't think I do and way, maybe maybe, I mean? maybe that's maybe that's a problem I have I I, I obviously not in the same way because yeah, no, the, the, because there's something kind of change Uh, yeah there is um it's not it's not as kind of um current but but it's it's there somewhere you know this uh, all of those all of those memories still kind of exist in their own way and like my um love is a kind of a sentiment as opposed to emotion an emotion it's like hate it doesn't just kind of um, uh, come and go. It's a persistent thing over time. It's not a a a, a, a temporary kind of a um, sensation, or at least that's that's one way of talking about it. Of course, when you're talking about love, you're meaning all these sorts of things. Yeah. It, it's not. It doesn't. It, it's it's not helpful to talk about love as, as this one word
0: because it's it encompasses so many so yeah yeah ways. so
1: yeah of of, of yeah I, I i maybe it's maybe it's not healthy but i i, th- I think i think i do love them all um and uh, the the um i think the alternative to that would be to to um to hate them maybe or i don't know okay. if 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 it's because um I don't know if it is that binary, I don't but uh, but is. I but I but I um I find oftentimes with people I know that it it often goes kind of like either way, or some 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 sometimes I don't know maybe love is the wrong word, but I certainly feel very grateful. Yeah. And what I does Ariana Grande say? Thank you. Next.
0: <laughs> this is Andrew's romantic philosophy, and I guess this sort of gets at why I'm so skeptical of like that transient idea of love which is that like love feels great when it's in the moment there is nothing on earth as good or as powerful or as pure as being with somebody to whom you have an immense emotional physical maybe even spiritual or metaphysical connection if you want to get truly romantic about it and that's incredible in the moment that's like an aphrodisiac and I mean like I I say that I don't care for those transient moments I love those transient moments when I'm in them the first is, kiss
1: yeah. is something we get to see in this movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the thing is That's that... That's a big
1: thing. That's a big exciting thing.
0: It's a big exciting thing when it happens. And like when you're with the person or at least... Again, this is... Again, I, I'm, I'm inevitably a result of my experiences. The sum total of my experiences in these things. And what's typically happened... Again, this is... I accept this is my personal perspective. But what tends to happen is that when love ends in my case and maybe this is this is again just me it end typically ends in a way that changes the way that i understand the other person i don't and i don't think it's a binary thing i absolutely do not hate the people in question to be absolutely clear i wish them well and i genuinely do and i Come think they're inc- to the dark side I, <laughs> no i think they're they're um, in, they're incredible people they really are and like they I wouldn't have loved them if they weren't incredible people because I'm just a great judge of character like that. But no, but also just like they are. I spent time with them. I got to know them. I like to think I understood them in some fundamental way. Like, in a profound way. And they were incredible. And that's great. And I will always cherish that. But the thing is I don't love them anymore. And when I think about how I used to love them, I find myself wondering... If back then had I been in that moment feeling that thing, which felt so great at the time, and which is now it's something I can only connect to through memory because I don't feel that way when I think about the person now. And it's, again, no, it's not I'm, hatred. It's, it's, I'm
1: not suggesting I feel that way when I, you know, like, I don't know. I guess, we're, I guess we're, it's just we're very kind of, of it. like, I'm, I, I guess it's I a mean, very imprecise thing to yeah. talk about. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so let, let's talk a little bit about the, the filming No, part. you were you
1: were, you were mid-taught there. <laughs>
0: but no, I... I you
1: were I, saying love is a complex issue. I don't know, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it exactly. But I mean, it, it's it's that sort of thing for me is the, the, the issue that I have with the idea of the transient nature of love is just that, like, whenever it happens, it always passes. And while it feels good that it's there, and if I could, like... I would have less of an issue with the idea of transient nature of love if I was always in a transient nature of love, if it was that Ari- Ariana Grande moment where it's like, thank you next. And I could just hop on that next emotional high. And you're just... a hedonist. That's exactly what it, what it is. I guess. Yeah,
1: you're, Like you're okay about the way, um, uh, the way love makes you feel good. Yeah. Well, what you don't like is that it stops doing that. Yeah.
0: And then you're acutely aware of its absence. Um, through the memory of it. Because the memory of love is not love itself. The memory of love is a reminder of the absence of love in the present. You don't find that? You don't find that? Way? Well, I
1: don't have... I don't... I don't have... I don't... I don't think I have the same sadness, I suppose, that I attached to the past. Yeah, I, I... No, like, I, I definitely have, I think... I I find that I've, I mean, maybe I haven't at all. I mean, it, it, these things these things can still can still really upset me. But I think, for the most part, they keep their their luster, you oh, know. Yeah. And I don't know. Is that a a healthy way to go about things? Is 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 it like I feel that my life is is richer yeah for that for 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 having had kind of all those experiences and if i were never to have it again i think it would be a good thing that i had them you know yeah and and they, i don't ha- have i guess a great sense of regret um uh, if if i i certainly don't want to have a great sense of regret when i'm not having those things yeah. I, I i want i want to be kind of grateful for whatever kind of of i've had so that i yeah
0: oh no i, I mean i am i am grateful for. This oh i know you are but uh, uh, but weird, but okay. i
1: i think i think it also kind of maybe bothers you more that uh, that it, it, it can't be an experience that you have
0: yeah that that does bother me a bit and it yeah and again and it sort of it bleeds through into the yeah into, into other stuff where it's just like uh yeah i don't know it's, it's that thing where it's like if i knew at the time that it was going to be transient And I knew that I was going to look back on it the way that I look back on it now. Would I have approached it differently? That sort of thing and that sort of question. And I find myself worried at the answer that I would give to that question. Because I I don't know the answer I would give to that question, um, honestly. But I kind of worry that I'd be like, yeah, if I knew that things were going to happen the way that they did, I would, you know, be more skeptical of it. I would be less likely to embrace the feeling that I had when I had it. Sorry. No, go for it. No, no, no.
1: I, just thinking about kind of like this might seem a very kind of facile thing to say but it 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 it's just remarkable how kind of how little we kind of know or understand these things yeah no considering how important they tend to be for us you know yeah like even for me who's who's somebody who kind of talks about talks about it not being not mattering or shouldn't matter um, uh, to me Um, certainly it kind of mattered more than anything for like kind of uh, uh, large parts of my life And, and, and there's very little I can think of that could that can compete with those kind of experiences, when yeah. when 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 you kind of um, when
0: that that's it actually. when that,
1: when 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 two people kind of um, yeah, them. it's 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 a sort of a you don't want to you don't want to think of it as 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 a drug. Yeah. You want it to be something
0: that's constant and reliable, and it's it's a mood. It's not a hit. Yeah, it's but like, a,
1: but a, but a, but yeah, like. Like I say, I'm, I I try to kind of appreciate it for whatever it was, yeah, and 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 not not try to uh, chase it or, or or kind of look for it, like, yeah, and, and uh, uh, to 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 be yeah, sorry, no
0: no no, that's good. Uh, but in terms of like talking about the, the film itself, because the film actually you know it, it's it covers a lot of this very very well. It's got this sort of like wonderful sort of abstract almost stream of consciousness quality to it like i mean we talked about how much of it looks like it's improvised but they're all it's very artfully constructed the long takes for example that wonderful sequence where um jesse and Celine are like on the tram and it's i think it's a solid it's a solid 10 minutes where they're asking these questions back and forth to one another that has this wonderful conversational approach to it and it just, it's very, very sort of playful, and it's its wonderfully well put together. Even things like the sequence where they're talking on the train, where they're flirting on the train, which again, is the kind of thing, this is the thing about Linklater as a director, right, which is he's one of the founding fathers of the American sort of indie movement. He's one of the defining directors with Soderbergh, with Tarantino, with the Coen brothers in terms of like... Yeah, I've anything to do with Mumblecore that wasn't him, was it? Mumblecore was a bit later I think, sort of Duplass brothers, that's around about the 2010s. But it's a very clear, you can trace Mumblecore back to this sort of aesthetic. I think you can trace this back to stuff like Sirius or you know, Sirius or Cyrus, that's the one I'm thinking of. But that sort of thing, or or Jeff who lives at home. This sort of like slacker sort of like almost like improvised quality in comedy and and in drama and this sort of naturalism this emphasis on naturalism i think later is one of the founding fathers of that sort of style but what i've always found interesting about him as a director and a writer is that his films have that effect his films look like they're improvised they look like they're like people ad-libbing you know they they have that sort of quality to them Mm -hmm. but when you look at them they are put together with an incredible level of craftsmanship. Like, take Boyhood, for example, which is this ode to naturalism. Except, when you think about it, the level of organization that had to go into, like, the filming of it around over this period of time, over years and decades. Think of, for example, even in this film, the scenes where Celine and Jesse are talking to one another on the train, and, like, they're sitting down... And it's just a casual back and forth. But if you look and at how the scene is laid out, like the beer bottle put down to form symmetry within the shot with the lamp and it's it's wonderfully composed. It's got this sort of like it's very well put together from a technical standpoint, despite being despite looking like something that was entirely improvised and which would spawn countless, countless terrible student films. Sorry, Andrew. And
1: yeah, and it it seems like it's just kind of a um uh uh, train of consciousness kind of um talking about silly things that he talked about but meanwhile he's 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 pitching the reality television show big brother
0: yeah oh yeah no there's, there's a lot of stuff in here that has aged really 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 well and like jesse's pitch for reality television or the truman show um has basically like that's one of the things that aged really well and like i mean i love Celine talking about how television the imagined television being all those mundane, boring things that everybody has to do every day of their lives. Uh, And I love that, like, Jesse's problem with this is not the concept. He understands the concept's dynamite. It's what gets me every time is the distribution. It's like, Jesse is the future of television right there. (laughs) I kind of like, I love the idea that it's like, we're just waiting for technology to catch up with Jesse's idea. There's another one as well, where, like, Celine talks about what, like, he asks Celine what really pisses her off. And she says being told to smile by men to make her feel better. Now, obviously, this is something that has happened to women for countless decades, but it's interesting that it's become, like, a flashpoint in terms of how women talk about being harassed in recent years because they talk about how men expect women to smile at them. It's kind of interesting to see this movie from 1995 having, like, a character acknowledge that and call that out so explicitly. I really, really, really like that aspect of it as well. Um, There's that sort of, like, there's a whole host of a bunch of stuff that's along that sort of line now on the other hand you also have a host of wonderfully pretentious nonsense from jesse where he's talking about how yeah, i have never
1: I, I think i feel like he's almost intentionally cringe
0: oh yeah no no definitely like Link yeah. later knows what he's doing here Link later definitely. knows he's yeah. like there's a and little I, self-awareness even, that makes yeah jesse and work. jesse
1: seems to kind of say as well like oh god like like yeah. later in the movie he says um Oh, I thought everything I said was so stupid. When they're having that imagined conversation on, on the, the phone, phone, which is adorable. Her though. her reaction to it is, is so brilliant. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, man, uh, we men are so stupid. <laughs> um, I don't think we really understand women at all, bro, <laughs> dude. Um, by the way, I, I love Delpy's uh, American accent. I yeah. actually loved. It's a small well, touch. Well, like it, I f- just fell in love with uh, Celine. D- uh, c- c- Celine, like uh, full stop. I I, um, I think I I think I fancied somebody uh, once who reminded me a little bit of of um, of Julie Delpy in this movie. Um, yeah, so I suppose it had that kind of impact as well
0: <laughs> that's interesting because because Celine is probably the character that i identify with of the two actually i find myself and that's r- why i like you so much <laughs> i know that's why we yeah. spend so much time together recording in the bedroom but i mean there's like this there's a whole host of really great stuff in there i particularly like that level of self-awareness in the movie is great because you have little things and it's a small moment But the little moment where they're lying together staring up at the, um, staring up at the sky. And by the way, we talk about Richard Linklater as being hugely influential in terms of indie cinema. That shot, like, that shot of two young 20-somethings or teens or whatever staring up at the sky having profound conversations is the kind of shot that I trace back to Linklater. Because I kind of think of it when you see, like, Lady Bird, for example, has that shot with the two girls or the, and the girl and the boyfriend when they're staring up at the sky as well.
1: I Yeah, actually that occurs to me that a friend who was kind of, who's done some kind of photography took a very nice photo of myself and a girlfriend kind of like looking up the sky like, the, uh, like that. Very nice photo. Oh, it's a lovely yeah. shot. Like, and it, yeah.
0: and it, it allows you to do that thing, like to have the characters have these conversations. But that's kind of what I think about when I think of Linklater's influence on cinema. But there's a wonderful moment in the midst of that where, like, Celine turns to Jesse and says, you couldn't possibly know why a night like this is important to me right now. And it kind of gets at this idea that, like, even though they've spent the night together, and even though they've had all these, like, conversations that are profound and philosophical and abstract, and even though they've asked each other questions and answered them honestly, there's still so much about another person that you don't know, even after that level of intimacy that exists between them. And I like that aspect of it. The idea that like Celine's lying there in the grass with him, and she like she's he's loves, he's glad to be there, he's in love with her, she's in love with him, but even then, she acknowledges that like he can't understand why she loves being with him as much as she does. Because she does, and I mean, you have that conversation with Jesse where it would Je- be
1: difficult for him to understand that. Yeah, though, it would. because he ruins everything. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> just Jess- talk about sex monkeys. But
0: J- J- <laughs> Jesse does this thing like immediately afterwards, which illustrates like why Jesse is at once a brilliant and also insufferable character. Where he takes that sentiment that Celine is. like Selena's condensed it down to a single sentence, which is you couldn't possibly know why this is important to me right now. And he has this big monologue about how you know. The reason the reason why married couples are unhappy is because they spend so much time together. And that's why people hate each other. Because I have never been in a movie where I wasn't in the audience. I have never been in a dinner where I haven't been one of the guests. Yeah. That sort of thing. which it's, is
1: Yeah, it's very kind of self-centered. Yeah. But uh, it,
0: it gets at the sort of same idea, which is the idea that, you know, we, we know ourselves, but we don't necessarily know others as well. I do like, by the way, and you brought this up with the sex monkeys. I quite like how the film makes it very explicitly clear that Jesse is much, much more interested in sleeping with Celine than, than Celine is with he. And he's sort of like, again, you talk about how it feels improvised and it feels meandering. I like the way the film is structured so that you can see these things coming before they have the conversations. That scene where they're having the conversation about the sex monkeys. That comes like a couple of scenes before they're lying in the grass and they have that discussion about whether or not they should be intimate with one another. And you could tell that that's Jesse working through in his mind to a certain extent. And a little bit I love where he's like, um, you know, it's a transcendental experience, like dancing, taking drugs, and then looks at her. And he's like, that other thing that I'm not going to say, but I'm clearly thinking...
1: She says it. She, she says, does it as well. Uh, yeah. uh,
0: oh hello. Yeah. Uh, oh hello. That's it exactly. I wasn't gonna say it because we're gonna have to bleep it, but you'll know what it is, listeners. Uh but yeah, it's it's kind of I like that Ways uh, of
1: losing yourself.
0: Yeah, ways of losing yourself. And I like that like uh is
1: isn't is uh they said earlier, isn't everything we're doing in life a way to be loved? Yeah. Um which is kind of I suppose going going maybe to something that we've 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 discussed that love can seem a very important thing. It just seems like w- one one of the most Im- in important things we can do
0: some and and and, and jesse's and, observation that love is self centered as well that like we present love as something altruistic that we give you give your love to somebody, but that there is an element of obviously selfishness tied up in it he's
1: he's very um he's very jaded in a, in a lot of ways. He says, he says things several times. Like, like it is a wonder that she still, um, uh, spends time with him. The amount, like, I think more than once he affirms that, that women want to destroy men. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, like, uh, she hasn't kind of, like, immediately at that point said... Um, Laters. Yeah. Um, next, tra- next train to Paris. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe you give somebody a little bit of the uh, benefit Lingo. of that. When you're kind of young and, like... um <laughs> a friend was, is one of his favourite books. A, a, um, a friend was telling me about working in a cafe, seeing uh, these young men all the time, kind of sitting down with these young women, and they're just kind of, like expounding on all of this sort of like nonsense and yeah. maybe the woman is actually more intelligent but the there's just this kind of natural male confidence about kind of uh, whatever's running through your yeah, head yeah yeah and that a woman has to realize yeah he he's going to talk <laughs> an awful lot of uh, crap but, like, occasionally he'll say something kind of, like, cute or... Yeah. It's yeah. like
0: that Kermode six laugh test for a comedy. It's like if you're on a first date and the guy says six things that aren't stupid, he's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've hit that target. I don't think I've hit that target, to be honest. But, yeah, like, there, there's a lot of that stuff in there. And, again, I think you're right that the film gets away with it because it knows how insufferable Jesse is. And I think it works because, also, there's a sense that, like, Jesse... Jesse is a romantic manifesting himself as a cynic, um, obviously yes. because of his own personal experiences. He talks about going to Madrid to be with his girlfriend and discovering that, you know, she's not really interested in him and they couldn't maintain the long term relationship, having the argument falling out and him just wanting to sulk around and be a ghost. Yeah, is how he describes it.
1: And he's so kind of like, have you heard about this thing about how like love isn't real and we're just kind of like, actually, it's a really selfish thing.
0: Have you thought about yeah. how souls really yeah. don't have the same yeah. value that they used to the have? on the
1: train and kind of thinking about these, staring at yeah. the
0: window. Yeah. Uh, have you thought about how like when you hold a baby, that baby's gonna die? Um, that sort of stuff. But I like. But underneath it all, there's a real sense that. Like, Jesse does want to believe in the words of Fox Mulder. That, like, he, he is a romantic at heart. He's just disguising it because either he's been hurt...
1: He's or... putting forward a lot of cynicism yes. about romance. Yeah,
0: yeah, he is. And I, I kind of... I like that. I think that adds a level of complexity to a character and that would otherwise be insufferable.
1: Even even stuff like he he's annoyed at his ex-girlfriend. He starts kind of, like, talking about how... Um, she they would be like passing passing a group of guys and one of them would be like hey nice ass and and she would like um turn around uh, turn around and you know um, and he'd be like well she's tell, not the one who's gonna get beaten up yeah yeah and he's like and isn't that funny how 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 women kind of they were, want you to be like um uh, sensitive but they also don't want you to be a wimp it's like it sounds like somebody hurt you yeah it really does <laughs> um, jesse like like, like um, it's, it's this movie not-
0: could not work in the age of the internet as Linklater has pointed out because they just stay in touch by email but also because one imagines Jesse would probably be on Reddit a, a lot of the time <laughs> Um, but there is there is a strong element to that, and I think even it's like- very
1: simple, Jesse. You just beat up the four guys. It doesn't matter how <laughs> many of them there are. If, if if you're worthy of her, you should be able to do that.
0: Uh, but again, like and again, the- I
1: I found out one time to my embarrassment that beating up four guys doesn't endear you to uh, to to your girlfriend, even if you're trying to defend her honor
0: okay is there a context
1: here there is yeah there is a story that is they were like uh, 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 shouting at her and I and I uh, t- uh, it out. took umbrage to it did she
0: tell you not to is the thing I think did um, she asked you to keep walking
1: she regretted that I had done it so <laughs> okay. I, yeah I did, I did keep walking and they kept kind of coming so I had to beat them up I'm sorry
0: <laughs> okay, okay there's no judgment on this podcast No, it, it, like, it,
1: it was pretty stupid but like it felt great <laughs> um i i i thought i thought i was like um the um kind of a1 romantic <laughs> um and, and 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 that i was standing up for 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 my girl and and how dare they say uh, they like uh, 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 shouted her like that? How dare they be rude at her? How dare they even look in her <laughs> direction? Uh, um, they are not worthy. They are not worthy. What yeah. was this
0: about love as possessiveness, Andrew? Uh, well, no, no, oh, be, no I'm be, kidding, be, I'm
1: because um, like uh, no, I know, I, 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 don't know if you can if you can easily draw a connection <laughs> between those two thoughts, Darren. Um, All
0: right, um, but yeah, also in terms of stuff. I quite like the recurring joke about service in Europe. That feels like Link later yeah. had a very bad experience at a restaurant somewhere in Europe and was like, I want this to be noted on the record. Because, like, Jesse says it earlier on in the film. He's talking about it's like when they're on there in the restaurant car, he's like, not service oriented, just it's an observation. A, yeah, it's not
1: Europe. a service oriented culture. Yeah.
0: And, like, you initially think, well, that's just Jesse being an asshole, right? That's just Jesse. But there's other
1: assholes but in the movie. That's
0: it, exactly. You get, like... I don't think
1: that guy, that other guy is not supposed to be an, an that, asshole. That's fair as well. Yeah.
0: I really think this is a civilization decline. I mean, where is the service? If this was Madison Avenue, we'd be fed by now.
1: Um, yeah, yeah they, they'd lose their jobs. Yeah. So like, yeah. Uh,
0: which is, yeah, uh, that's a... Yeah, one of those weird things about the American service industry that I noticed even spending a little time over there was that it can be very Yeah, there's a lot of talk to the manager stuff over there as well. I mean maybe it's maybe it's as bad here, but um I don't think it, it is, to be honest.
1: Oh, um your rail. I, I I went on an interrail trip when I was um about Jesse's age, maybe a little younger. Um and I um i i guess um i guess maybe i'll save it for the plug section um, <laughs> but
0: you would definitely recommend it yeah
1: yeah it's uh, a it's just a fantastic experience and i i think i'd like to do it again to be honest um i i i i think i'd like to do that um i think i intended on doing this maybe a couple of years ago and never did
0: all right well that actually provides maybe a nice segue into the plug section because I think we're about done then. I don't think there's anything else left to talk about unless you want to talk me about this Let just have a
1: wee look. I just, don't think there are anything well, else. Well, the issue is that yeah. it's, it's
0: a very bitty movie full of lots of wonderful little conversations.
1: So it's I, a movie about Regrets. Because he he says he says on 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 the train and and this is just another little bitchy conversation. By, thing. by the way, I, I'm looking at Andrew's notes
0: and he has he's such a dick written on it. <laughs> he um, is. He really is. Yeah. But anyway, because
1: he, he's always kind of nay saying anything that she like kind of enjoys or is passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I, I
0: I love the, the conversation he has about like his ex-girlfriend where he's like, and she'd always ask me, what's the thing you hate about me? And the thing was, I'd say that you hate criticism. And that even that is like a hyper defensive sort of thing. It's like, well, you hate that I criticize you. You really hate me. That's I'm the victim here. Why do women want to destroy men? Why do women want to destroy men?
1: Sorry, that got very impassioned. It did. It did. <laughs> uh, Darren, Darren has uh, taken the red pill. Is that what they say? I, I
0: think it is. I think that's yeah. what the kids call
1: it these uh, days. The, yeah. No, I, I, I thought that thing about regrets was interesting. Because it, it's... it. Um, his kind of uh, oh, reasoning for train, going yeah. up to talk to her was like, oh, I'm going to regret this. Like, um, yeah. if I and, and, and that you'll regret it because you're going to end up marrying some guy and thinking, what if I had gotten with one of those guys and I'm one of those guys and you'd be doing yourself a favor and your future husband a favor because you'll realize then... Oh, that guy wasn't uh, uh, was just a jerk. Like,
0: what I really like about that, and again, this speaks to like Linklater's ability to structure the story and the idea of Jesse as a cynic who's really romantic, is that when he pitches it to Celine on the train, there's a level of cynicism there, which is like, you're gonna be married, and you're gonna be wondering why didn't I run off with one of those pretty pretty boys when I was younger. And I'm going to be here to tell you that if you did run off, it would be boring and dull. And so your marriage would be happy with this other person who's not me. Yeah, you'll realize that
1: actually you have everything you want then. And, And that
0: this is going to be a disappointment. I will show you that spending time with me will be a disappointment. Is his pitch on the train. And it's a clever pitch, but it's a very cynical pitch. However, on the other hand, when he's on the phone, when he's talking in the persona of her friend and therefore sort of insulated and nestled, He's talking about how scared he was, or sorry, when he's talking to her as his friend, he's talking about how scared he was going up to her because he didn't want to miss that opportunity. He didn't want to regret that. That's like a romantic thing. It's like, if I don't do this, I will regret not taking that leap, as opposed to, I'll show you this thing is terrible if you took the leap. If you took the chance, you'll regret it, as opposed to, if you don't take the chance, you'll regret it. And I feel there's something very romantic in that like end conversation. It's one of the sweetest moments in the film. Yeah, is that conversation where they're on the phone to each other, pretending not to be each other, so they can talk about each other, but with that comfort and insulation of not directly talking to the person, if that makes sense? That does make sense. Okay. Um, in terms of other stuff, is there anything else jumping out? And again, there's so many bitty parts and conversations in this, and so many little side characters. I love the fortune teller.
1: Oh, the f- f- free the free bottle of wine uh, seemed very kind of truthful. I think. Yeah. I think like. I tend to encounter sort of like an honesty on the European continent that we lack, um, in the Anglo-Saxon world. I can very well believe a bartender um, would give a him bartender wine. giving a bottle of wine on the understanding that um, you're going me. to mail money to I remember I was at Cadeve in um, uh, Berlin, um, a kind of an old-fashioned department store, and. Uh, went to the loo left my wallet in the loo didn't realize i had was on the u-ban there was um kind of uh this kind of band of of people that got on to the u-ban and for some reason i felt like um um like we read all the guidebooks and it was like be 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 wary of like uh you know kind of like people approaching you um um on the train so i was trying to kind of like move down lower because they felt like they were
0: but anyway yeah yeah
1: yeah and i got got off the u-ban and realized i didn't have my wallet and i was thinking it wasn't them that took it how could they have done that like i was i was thinking the whole time yeah um like this sort of like paranoia i just left on the toilet um <laughs> But a month later, um, I got home to Ireland, and um, my wallet had been posted um, uh, uh, back to me. They had found in the wallet a um, kind of a card from a hostel with my address, uh, no, with my room number Mm. on it, or something like that. You know, and or maybe just an access key to get into my room. They went to the hostel. Um and, Contacted uh, about your details. yeah yeah the the hostel I got oh. my details and it sent it back the wallet with the money in it oh That's like all awesome. the yeah all it like any notes and change that were in that wallet were, were there, there a they arrived, month later yeah
0: which is incredible yeah in this day and age um. In terms of anything else, do you want to talk about anything else we haven't discussed already? Um.
1: Um, no, I guess we'll we'll see we'll we'll see the listener this time in uh, in six months on on track nine, um, August fourteenth. Uh, well, I guess this uh, is the thing. Actually, are we
0: committing to do before sunset for next Valentine's Day?
1: Um, Even if
0: it drops out of the list, Andrew.
1: Like in, in 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 a year? Yeah. The, the, the same, a same time, time same place.
0: place. I mean but like the time we recorded it or the time we released it.
1: No, you don't have to get a plane, listeners.
0: Yeah, you just have to ride a train. I we have to we have to record this thing. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, so I hope that hopefully next year we will record before uh, sunset. If
1: we haven't fallen out of love, <laughs> yeah, with each other. Yeah. We'll 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 we'll, we'll keep up the tradition. But Unless anyway, people don't like it. They probably don't.
0: Yeah. Um but in terms of just talking then about plugs, because you mentioned you want to plug Eurorail. That's that's tell us... Well it's Interrail, for, inter-rail for,
1: for, for for Europeans. Uh your, your rail is the ticket I think that kind of Americans and other um uh people around the world can get. But if you're a European you can get Interrail, which which as as I remember was better yeah. when I when I, when I was doing it, it was incredible. There were there was you 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 would get an Interrail ticket. I think it was like around three hundred and thirty euros, and it would cover all the zones. So you 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 you, you could for a month yeah. have a global yeah. train ticket around the like the pretty, much of Europe, the pretty much the entirety of Europe yeah. with like a few exceptions and um and not only that but you get kind of reductions on kind of ferries and that sort of thing or on the um you could ride the u-ban i think um some of those ones you couldn't but we got on anyway <laughs> thinking that we could um and yeah uh don't do that um but um yeah um go um go interrail people um it's uh it's a great thing we have this um this uh, for for any of our European listeners, um, you 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 have this thing on your doorstep where you where you can wake up in Barcelona and decide that um, you you want to go to Vienna, you want yeah. to you wanna go further, you, you quite like to go to Chesky Krumlov, yeah. um, get on a train.
0: By the way, it's worth noting just on that point, actually, that the European Union has released... Basically, they've set up a fund for 18-year-olds um, to apply for free interrail passes. You can apply for a free interrail Wow! Pass. Yep, as a teenager. In order to experience what it's like to be a European. So if you were born after the year 2000, um, you can apply, which is pretty great. Um, there's an allocation of them per country. I think... I'm not sure if it's a lottery or an application process, but it's something that the so European... So if you know an 18-year-old... You can uh, steal their interrail pass. No,
1: no. If you know an eighteen-year-old, recommend it yeah. to them. Be, be, because like it's a great experience. Pe- um, I think like my my interrail um, experience was a complete was a complete disaster in so many different ways. I l- lost my wallet. I lost my passport to get a, a, a temporary British passport. I'm not British. Um, I, I I I I got a was um, it blue, Andrew? Uh, it, it it was great actually the Brit- I I a big uh, plug to the uh, British consulate in Split in Croatia um, who were very helpful. The Irish embassy in Slovenia were a little curt um, <laughs> To be honest, it was all true kind of like um uh, uh thick glass and very sort of impersonal. The the British consulate in Split she she made us kind of uh, hot chocolates and oh, everything like that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't have anyone say anything bad about the Brits,
0: um, but I yeah, was,
1: I was British for a day,
0: <laughs> and it was fantastic. Um, all right, then. In terms of my own plugs, um, in terms of like travel and adventure, I recently watched the Netflix uh, documentary on the Fire Festival. Yeah, which makes me really glad that I didn't travel to that particular event. Um, As if you would, <laughs> I know, because I mean, I am an influencer. I am a hashtag influencer, right? Inf- influenza? Influencer. Um, but yeah, that's kind of an interesting look at a completely disastrous situation that just sort of spiraled out of the control of everybody involved. It's absolutely fascinating. Uh, yeah, and I would recommend what Andrew did, which is traveling. I didn't travel using an interrail, I just tended to take city breaks. There was a while where I was taking a couple of city breaks a year and i really really enjoyed those and particularly around the european continent it's just it's amazing um it, it's
1: funny actually that the last two podcasts we've we've done i believe have been um about, uh, about travel yeah I, it, think, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think i think i I'd, think i I'd, think i i i might have done something like the opposite of 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 of, of, of the journey <laughs> um that that dr Shirley did <laughs> where 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 rather than going to um no to the uh, midwest and then down to the south and then up the uh, the east coast. I went down the east coast. Oh, um, I'm now imagining uh, you having uh, a surly Italian then, companion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah she um uh, it was Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, why you gotta bust my
0: balls Andrew exactly yeah. <laughs> Vanessa fanata <laughs> but yeah Um. so yeah I would recommend that alright then uh, but we'll be back next week take it easy guys bye
1: au revoir later
0: true love is searching too but how can't recognize you unless you step out into the light the light don't be sad i know you will
1: but don't give up and tell true love will find you in the end